You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program, and here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, if um, it can be done better, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, this is TPC at its finest this Saturday evening, the last Saturday before Thanksgiving. Keith, last month was Halloween, but now I'm getting scared. I'm I'm getting scared because you know what this means. It means that next week when we come on, we will be post-Thanksgiving, and that means we will be into the Christmas season, and uh, it scares me and it excites me. Yeah, because get your Christmas trees up. And get your Christmas trees up. Ours will be going up. Soon we host Thanksgiving at our house. My wife does this apple bourbon turkey. Can't be beat. Once everybody leaves, though, we go straight up into the attic and bring down the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree goes up at the Edwards house on Thanksgiving night. But what that means is, If Thursday is Thanksgiving, that means next Saturday is the first Saturday of the Christmas season. And that means for the next month and change, in addition to everything that you tune in to TPC to hear, you're going to be getting all of that wonderful, festive, encouraging, inspiring Christmas music. It's coming up starting next week. We're back into Christmas now. A week before Thanksgiving, this year, I say it every year, we've been on 19 years, this year seemed to really go by fast, Keith. I mean, it seems like it was just a, I was telling it to Steve Stockman earlier tonight. I, I can remember vividly when we had Steve King on for the first time a year ago. Next week, it was the first Saturday after Thanksgiving, Steve uh, King made his debut appearance, Steve Stockman making his appearance tonight, a week before Thanksgiving. That was a fast year. Uh, well, it's scarily more, fast. The more things change, the more they stay the same, James. Uh, they right. do, but they sure seem to speed up. But on the other hand, we are going into a year ahead of us from, let's say, Thanksgiving on that we haven't seen in America before. And there's no telling That's right. what the consequences are going to be. What's you know what going we need to, to do? come from this? You what? know what we need to do? What? I got an idea. It just, it just hit me. Tell me. We need to get the two Steves. King and Stockman on the show together to forecast maybe the first week of January. Well, maybe that's how we'll start out next year's yeah. programming. If we can have a good enough Christmas fundraiser to get there. And by the way, we're going to give you information about that next week. Next week shows all the, all, all the way fully full. We have two guests coming on next week. They're going to knock your socks off. I, I mean, surely the guests tonight did as well. I think every week they should, uh, but with next week shows already full. But I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking ahead because we have to. I mean, we have to think ahead. Uh, but I'm thinking, like, you know, we get through not we get through Christmas like it's a chore. We enjoy our time together through the Christmas season, that season of fellowship and goodwill and camaraderie. Uh, but then we got to we got to turn to 2024, and as you said, Keith, it's an unprecedented year in American history. And I'm thinking we're going to see things that have never been seen before. I'm thinking the two Steves, 
they come on, they give us a forecast of what one Trump's facing. One hit some high, one hit some low. <laughs> I mean, one, they primaried out. One, they try to redraw his district boundaries, and then they send him to prison. When that wasn't good enough, uh, the other one, you know, Steve King, they, 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 they put all the resources into getting him out in the primary. Sometimes they kill him. But um, well, I'll tell you what's unprecedented. I mean, this challenge to Jewish power and influence that we talked about with Tim Murdoch. Uh, that know, was another. That, that also happened tonight. I mean, that was a good hour. And that has certainly been the focus of the, of the last month and a half of programming going back to that very first week in October. But, no, I, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, Tim always delivers, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking the two Steves. If you're a Steve and you're in Congress, you better watch out. Something's yeah, up. That's right. Something's up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if you stand up uh, for any of our issues, as they did and as they do. But uh, yeah, so fun night, a fun night, and a fun, uh, fun remainder of the year to come here on TPC. But I'm looking at the at the calendar and uh, I'm astonished uh, it's uh, a little bit disconcerting this is uh, we're entering into the home stretch it has been a wonderful year they all have been and, I think they all have been but we are entering into the home stretch of, uh, of 2023 all, here right we're now also, we're also entering into the twilight zone <laughs> <laughs> no, well it's getting more and more like that but yeah I mean well, this is the thing I think that should really give people pause is imagine what will be a year from now a year from now we're post-election we're post-election 2024. The election season is about to get started in a few weeks in New Hampshire and in Iowa. You turn the calendar to 2024, and it's the presidential election cycle full on. A year from now, the election will be over. And we, we, we talk about how fast the years go. And surely they do. A year from now, I mean, God only knows where we'll be, Keith. I know. It's just that, you know. We're, we're, for better yeah. or for worse, God only knows. We've got to look in the crystal ball and see what's coming out of it. I, I mean, I've never, I've never lived in a time that is more pregnant with potentially peril, uh, uh, earth, you know, earth changing. I don't think that's too strong a word. I don't think it is either. It sure it is. Earth changing events. And it doesn't. It, by the way, I should I should mention, in terms of announcements. <laughs> After I gave my speech at Amron in, in August, and that seems, you know, we talk, we talk about how fast the years go, but the, the days go by slowly. The weeks, this is something uh, my pastor told me years ago when I first started having kids. He said, the, the years are fast, but the, uh, the days are slow. Uh, the, day, the days are slow, but the weeks are fast, or the years are fast, something like that. And it's true. Uh, on one hand, it seems as though the last year has gone by in, in a nanosecond. And on the other hand, it seems like Amrin was a year ago, which was it was only back in August. But I gave a speech at Amrin that, uh, to God's eternal grace and mercy, was well received. And uh, anyway, it's been up on the internet for a while now in the video form. But Jared had asked me to transcribe it, and it's like a you know eight thousand word speech. You, know, you surely you know you're joking, but <laughs> but we have uh, resources here at TPC and Winston Smith, our longtime co-host. And a friend has uh, reemerged. Well, uh, his uh, friend, who is a courtroom transcriptionist, uh, certainly has. And I sent it to her, and she was able to transcribe the whole 45 minute speech and type it out. And we sent it to Jared. It only took me three months to do it, but we got it there. And Jared has posted it up uh, uh, just yesterday, if you're listening live here on Saturday, just yesterday on Friday, he posted the transcription 
of uh, the speech, Reasons for Optimism. It's the featured uh, story there at Amazon.com tonight. And for the new year coming up, it's kind of like Patrick Henry's speech before the House of Burgesses. <laughs> uh, but we encourage you to check that out uh, because uh, we need reasons for hope and optimism, and they are there. It's hard to see them sometimes uh, as the uh, grinding wheel of so-called uh, progress uh, continues. Uh, but there is a, a lot of stuff going on right now, Keith, a lot of moving parts, and it is not it is not a foregone conclusion that it's going to work out for our enemies. And I said that in my speech, and I believe it now. Yeah, what's the old saying said? The mills of the gods grind slow, but they grind exceeding fine. We're going to see That's exactly right. what happens in this grist mill that we're coming into. Well, it's um, like Tim was saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like Tim was saying. There's no guarantee this is going to play out in Israel's favor. I mean, the whole world could be turned upside down a year from now. The divide, the polarization, I talk about this in my Amrin speech. You can read it now at Amrin.com. It is uh, it could very well play in our favor. I believe it to the marrow of my bones. We'll be right back. Right after this. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while, at the same time, exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T.com. MericaFirst.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Well, welcome back, everybody. Starting next week, as we said, and uh, starting next week and for the remainder of the year, it's going to be all of that feel-good Christmas music uh, from the fun songs to the Christmas carols that bring us closer to Christ. Uh, that's how we'll close out our year. And uh, you know we're going to close it out on, uh, I believe, can you believe it, that uh, Christmas falls on a Saturday this year, our broadcasting date? It sure does. 
or does it? How did I misread that? What year is this? I thought it fell on. I thought December twenty fifth was a Saturday. Now it's saying it's a Monday. Something, something's up. Uh, they're playing. They're playing game. What is it, Liz? Liz will tell me the gremlins day. are working. No, no. Are, well, now it says yeah, December twenty third is a Saturday. What am I looking at? What year is this? Ain't this year. No, I mean, <laughs> hang on. Somebody's wrong here. It's it, it can't be Liz, but. Um, well, I got to pull it up now. Now, now I'm flummoxed. God, my. All right. No, I mean Saturday's on the December. Saturday, Friday, Saturday. It's December twenty third and December thirtieth. Why did I think it was on Christmas Day this year? Well, it should be. I don't know. It, but anyway, it, it, somebody it, it, it had a lot on your mind, like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, anyway, the last Saturday before Christmas, whether it be on Christmas or a couple of days before, you know, you're gonna hear from Pastor Brett McAtee. We're gonna bring you the uh, biblical accounting of the Christmas story and the birth of Christ. But yeah, I love this time of year. I mean, I love the whole time of year from fall, autumn, so important to our people, uh, Halloween through uh, New Year's Day, even into Valentine's Day. Get ready Day. and take advantage of it, people. Do not let this just pass you got, by. I think this year especially, Keith, exactly, because Next year, who knows where we're going to be? And even if you want to extend the holiday season now, and they extend it now about four months, uh, but if you want to extend it from Halloween to the Valentine's Day, I wouldn't uh, hold it against you because we have the great Valentine's Day show with all the ladies here every year now. But uh, anyway, uh, the Christmas season especially, it's going to be it's starting next week. Uh, but uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, and Thanksgiving sort of gets squashed out now. Not, not a lot of people remember Thanksgiving anymore. But George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation speech represents the kind of nation that we seek to restore here at TPC. So we're going to read it to you now, and we would encourage you to check our website on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, thepoliticalcesspool.org, and read this to your families yourself. Uh, this is what President Washington spoke whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of almighty god to obey his will to be grateful for his benefits and to humbly implore his protection and favor and whereas both houses of congress have, i mean can you imagine a day when this was possible keith have by the joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the united states a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed and uh, acknowledged with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of almighty god especially by affording them an opportunity to peaceably establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted to the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be that we may then all unite rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence in the course and conclusion of the late war uh, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been able to establish constitution of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly 
the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty uh, with which we are now blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors which he, that being God, has been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may unite in the most humbly offering of our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good governments, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and to increase the science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York on the third day of October, Anno Domino, 1789. That's President George Washington. Keith, a, what happened to the nation that used to produce men like that? The only thing that you could get both houses of Congress to agree to right now would be undying loyalty to the state of Israel, I think. That's about the only thing. And also unlimited financial support. Well, not necessarily because all of the, uh, I think all of the Democrats voted against the aid package to go to really? Israel. Really? Did yeah, they? They well, sure oh, did. My goodness. Well, they we all, sure well, did. The times they are changing. I tell you what. I know that all the Republicans did. Well, they know where their base is. And I tell you what, it's it's so discouraging as a conservative to see that the so-called conservative party in America is sold out lock, stock, and barrel to the Israelis. Well, it's, it's incredible. Nevertheless, you read something like that from George Washington, our country went from that to and, this. And remember what George Washington said in his farewell address, to avoid special relationships with any foreign nation and also um, foreign wars and, uh, you know, do not... Uh, get yourself involved in uh, favorite nation status for any foreign nation. If only we had listened to him. Uh, if only we had uh, heeded those instructions. A but fountain of wisdom on every subject. That, that is wonderful stuff. Uh, I mean, George Washington, that, that uh, original Thanksgiving proclamation, we celebrate Thanksgiving that week, that is something that should be read at every Thanksgiving table on Thursday, and you can find it on Thursday. We'll post it at 4 o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving Day at thepoliticalcessible.org. Read that to your family. That is a nation worthy of our best defense. And the next thing we need to publish is his farewell, Washington's farewell address to the nation when he stepped down as president. It was one hit after another. It was like the four seasons. I mean, I mean it's just uh, <laughs> you, can, you can't get any better than George Washington when he spoke. Uh, e even E.H. Hutton listened. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Thanksgiving is coming up. A very special time of year on our broadcast calendar is coming up, and it starts next week. And uh, it was uh, from Steve to Steve a year ago next week to a, a year ago tonight. Uh, King and Stockman, uh, I'll tell you, I'm hard-pressed to pick a favorite. Uh, these are both guys who paid a price for not going along with uh, what uh, the system would have wanted them to do.
Yep, they're both uh, up for the uh, Steve, Little Stevie Wonder Award. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are wonders, I tell you what. It really is good. And it's ironic they're both named Steve. But uh, Both Steve, uh, one from Iowa, one from uh, Texas. And, uh, of course, as you know, they both appreciate each other. Right, and they they both have drawn all the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune for speaking out on our behalf. Oh, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. It's, it's just a fun show tonight, a fun year it has been, fun 19 years it's been, if you want me to be exceedingly candid with you tonight, but it's going to be a fun next month and a half. Don't go anywhere. The next month and a half I mean, the Christmas music will accentuate it, but uh, we're not going to be light on content. Uh, it's not going to be all. The coming year is not going to be light on content. Well, that, I'm that. not even looking ahead to that yet beyond the, perhaps the first show of the year when we kind of give a preview or a forecast of what may be to come. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to be able to nail it because it is so unprecedented. But the rest of this year, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a time of fellowship and togetherness, but it's also going to be a lot of hard-hitting guests. Next week, we're going to have um, Lucas Gage on, formerly known as Angelo John Gage. This is a former Marine, all right? He was sent over into the Middle East, and he has an entirely different take on the situation. Now, uh, former Marine Lucas Gage will be with us next week. Also, Pastor Chuck Baldwin. Now, this is a guy. He's going to be on with us. Talk about a guy that uh, changes the Overton window. He is this the guy is a Baptist minister who who speaks the truth <laughs> on on Israel. He's not one of these uh, dispensationalists, uh, Schofield Bible Christians, and uh, it makes his testimony all the more Riveting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we got all of these guys coming. Harry Cooper will be back to roll out our fourth quarter Christmas fundraising drive incentive. It's all coming up in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. Patients and staff are evacuating Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa, with a few remaining doctors attending to those too vulnerable to leave, as the Israeli military reportedly ordered staff to evacuate, which is a claim disputed by Israel. Accusations by Israel allege that Hamas uses Al-Shifa for military purposes, and that's a claim denied by Hamas and medical officials. The UN is urging Israel to provide access to the medical center for an investigation into the conflicting claims. Three GOP candidates visited Iowa on Saturday for Thanksgiving Family Forum. Two Republican presidential candidates revealed their wives suffered miscarriages. Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis, both participating in a conversation in Des Moines sponsored by evangelicals in Iowa. We got pregnant, um, but unfortunately, uh, we lost that first baby. And, um, you know, it was a tough thing because this is something that we had so much uh, hopes for. Uh, so much aspirations, but you know, we just kept the faith. We just kept praying. Uh, we knew that there would be a path that, that God would lead us on. And, and lo and behold, um, you know, short time after we did it and we had our first baby girl. Laura Winters reporting. Apple has decided to stop advertising on X following owner Elon Musk's remarks on anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Musk responded to an anti-Jewish post by expressing agreement with the user's views. Additionally, Apple ads were reportedly displayed alongside far-right content. 
This decision aligns with a similar move by IBM and marks a departure for Apple, a significant advertiser on what was previously Twitter. With no winners after Wednesday's drawing, Saturday's Powerball jackpot rose to an estimated $280 million with a cash option of $128.6 million. Drawings are every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 10.50. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why My MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of my pillow towels just go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special and enter promo code usa or call 800-951-8175 that's mypillow.com promo code usa wow cheer up you still got your hair yeah and you still got your career mr graham just remember what the immortal bard once said all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players Unquote. So remember this. The girls today in society go for classical poetry. So to win their hearts, you must quote with these Aeschylus and Euripides. But the poet of them all, who will start them simply raven, is the poet people call the bard of Stratford on Avon. Brush. Up your Shakespeare, start quoting him now. Brush up your Shakespeare, and the women you will wow. Just to claim a few lines from... <laughs> All right. Uh, brush up on your Shakespeare. That's from Kiss Me Kate, 1953. We still had a chance back then, right, Keith? <laughs> we were going over the waterfall in uh, Niagara Falls in a barrel, and we didn't know it. Well, we still have a chance, but we... One year it was a before different kind Brown of, versus Board of Education. Different kind of chance back then. Uh, but Jack Ryan, uh, our cultural correspondent, has uh, brought that uh, particular clip, that particular musical film to our attention, and he's going to tell us why right now this last Saturday before Thanksgiving. Jack, how are you tonight? And happy Thanksgiving uh, to you as well. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and to all of our, our listeners. Uh all the cultural Marxists have tried to destroy, and they've done a fairly good job of destroying our historic holidays. But Thanksgiving has held up pretty well, and they've they've created rival holidays to replace it. Uh, Martin Luther King's Day is for you know, George Washington's Day, uh, I think. Uh, Juneteenth. Uh, Juneteenth is right, yeah, and then they have Kwanzaa and, and uh, uh, Hanukkah for Christmas, but they haven't come up with Thanksgiving. The people like it, and it's about family and eating. And I think it's and it's not been commercialized uh, that that much. So yeah, I, I think it's a great holiday, and we still got it. Well, thank God for that, and we'll be celebrating it. How are you going to celebrate it on uh, Thursday, uh, Keith? Uh, I have a big meal <clears throat> with a big friend and uh, a friend that knows all of it. He cooks all his uh, everything from scratch. 
and and he's got a big all, dog too. He got a big dog. Everything. How big gonna, is the dog? The dog is bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> but the dog is really big. And uh, the thing is, it's just a time to get together with family and uh, friends, and to share, you know, and give thanks for our blessings. Well, that is the, the, what Thanksgiving is about, and we will do that. Uh, Jack, I, I tell you this, and I'm, I, I mean it sincerely. I wish you could celebrate Thanksgiving down here in uh, Dixieland with us. Uh, what are you going to be doing on Thursday? Okay. Just with some friends. I, families are, are a little bit uh, a little bit dicey. I'm trying to make amends. I have some serious traitors, it's fair to say, in my family, and there's, there's some uh, issues. But we all? I've got good well, you're yeah, part we of do. our family, and yeah. if I tell you what, if you get froggy, you can make the trip down from uh, Lincoln Land to Dixieland. Uh, you come on in. Yeah. The, the, we, we, my wife does an apple burger okay. turkey. There'll be enough left over wow. for you. All you got to do is come on down. I'm, I'm telling you. And okay. Keith's got the room. Might have the train. Yeah. Yeah. He's got All like right. three, okay. three floors in his house that uh, go unoccupied. So. <laughs> Sounds Put you up good. And we'll but feed anyway, you. We'll get you full. All right. Okay. Well, All right. If you want a room in the attic or the basement. I'm too thin. But okay, so that that song no, is no, from no, the no. great musical uh, "Kiss Me, Kate." Highly, highly recommend uh, seeing it. They made a movie of it in the fifties, but it was a Broadway show, and the it's written by Cole Porter, based on the Taming of, those, of the Shrew by Shakespeare. Taming of the Shrew. It's a hey, play yeah, a play. Yes, hey, right. I, let and me tell you something, Jack. I'll tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. A Jack had sent me over the notes on that, and he mentioned that, but Keith has not read the notes. Keith knew that. Keith knew. Keith 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 was an English major. He He just knew it. Well, it's it's very good and it's it's lively and it's fun. And Shakespeare, his work is held up very well. I think he's the greatest writer in the English language. And his, it's good to see that his views about women and relations and international affairs and about that certain people are not supposed to be mentioning are pretty much the same as ours. I, I think that that's that. And that, that <laughs> they, Jamie, they've I stood like the a, test a, of time. They've stood the test of time. And he's not, he, he, they say he's like not misogynistic. He likes a, a lively, feisty woman. Uh, and you have a lot of times in Shakespeare that you have women dressed up pretending to be men and, and, and going in battle and, and, and things like sort of like J.R. Tolkien does where Erwin is, uh, is, is fighting in the field. But they're fun, uh, fun, feminine, not feminist. Well, there are feminists in that themes in this this one, but I always like a good well, thinking, and and that's first they have some feminist. good thinking in that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's really <laughs> great, great one. <laughs> Movie's good. <laughs> well, I tell you, they need to make uh, you. Speaking of Shakespeare, right? Uh, what do you think of Shakespeare, Keith? I think he's great. He's a hero. He's a hero. I mean, obviously a literary giant. But but, but he but, didn't set out to be a literary giant. He, he just set out to be a successful playwright. Well, well, we'll ask our cultural correspondent before I bring the reason to the table of why I'm asking. But, uh, Jack, your thoughts on Shakespeare? I just think he's the greatest writer in the, in, in the English language. And it's, oh, why do we study English literature instead of Viking literature or Zulu literature? was because the the Vikings and the Zulus didn't have a written language. Okay, so they didn't write anything down. You can make that up. But he's just brilliant, and he was very well educated. He studied ancient history. Um, the Julius Caesar, if we have time, I wanted to talk uh, about that. 
and he had that good education. It was what, what 17th century. Uh, it was a time also then there were no Jays in England. They'd been expelled uh, and they didn't come back until Oliver Cromwell. Uh, and his, his book, The uh, Merchant of Venice, I think holds up very well. It's not really, I mean, it's just fair. It looks at, observes situation and, and writes about it in, uh, I think, a very ac- accurate way. And that's certainly a big topic this month. Uh, the J issue, if we have an issue, uh, talk about that. I can well, give you my perspective uh, hold, hold, hold on people have it. <laughs> Please do, Jack. But but hold on right there before you do, because getting right. back to Shakespeare and the issue that you are transitioning into, let's not forget the Merchant of Venice. I mean, this is something that it's really... I mean, so the Shylock in the Merchant of Venice is, uh, this is Shakespeare's uh, Merchant of Venice. Uh, this is a Jewish moneylender who lends money to Antonio. And insists on being paid with a pound of flesh. That's exactly, if not repaid uh, the debt on time. Right. Uh, so right. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, so, uh, it seems as though Shakespeare, like the original Martin Luther, not the uh, poor uh, king. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the one in the 1960s uh, was uh, was certainly aware of certain things, was he not? Yes, yes, he was. Well, I think most of our listeners are aware that the J people have very serious problems being in anti-white leftist politics uh, and the like. Uh, but the other side of that, well, there's God, or just communism. And you can go to sources of Winston Churchill, who just wrote up and said, yeah, all the Worst communists in Central and Eastern Europe were ethnic atheist Jays. Uh, he wrote a, a, an article for the Sunday Times, the struggle for the Jay soul between uh, communism and Zionism. But I think that that's another false dilemma. Both are bad. You see what's happening this month and week. I mean, that didn't solve things. Instead of going communist, they go Zionist, and they go Zionist from. Jews are sure, certainly getting London. a lot yeah, of bad yeah. publicity right now. Well, well, they're, they're losing the, the narrative. This is what yeah. this has been a recurring thing in the last uh, month and a half on the show. They are losing the narrative, even with the stranglehold on media globally. They are losing the narrative here because because of social media. Social media, people can and see it. The thing it is, now. they've done it to themselves. They're the ones that opened the floodgates for all of this Muslim immigration to America. Well, there's that, and then the indiscriminate right. bombing of uh, man, woman, and child in Gaza. I mean, it's just uh, it's not a good look, and it's not a good look because you can't control social media. Anybody with a camera, uh, with an iPhone, is a reporter now, and it's just uh, there's too many leaks in the dam uh, for the narrative. Well, you to, have to, uh, hold up, yeah, hold up, yeah. I but I but I think it, again, if if they've got if they cover all sides. All the narrative is there. So this week, I, I, it's quoted the Israeli defense minister. What's this guy's name? Yoav Galant is just quoting from the worst yes, parts of the Talmud, which he says, we are fighting against human animals, and we are acting accordingly. And so there are parts of the Talmud which says well, that well, all Thanks for letting us know that. Well, that's interesting because, yeah. because it was, yeah, it yeah, was dehumanizing. Yeah. It was terrible Nazi propaganda right. for the Germans of the, of the 1930s and 40s to call right. them rats or vermin. But when they call people right. animals... Uh, you're you're supposed Rats to go with it, yeah. <laughs> you you do that, but the other side—that's a, that's a horse of a different color, as they say. <laughs> it is, but they've got it. But the other side of the coin is, and this is where they get the narrative back. And this is just amazing that they could do it. You had two Israeli lawmakers in the Israeli Knesset. One is in the Likud party, other is from an opposition party, uh, and they are and they got printed in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, which is the supposedly the conservative newspaper of record in the United States, saying really what's needed is that 
to all the surviving Arabs in Gaza to be allowed to move to the West, Europe, to England, and the United States. So that's their solution oh, is that you. the guys they don't kill are going to be dumped on, on us. You know, and they get printed in the Wall, the right. Wall Street Journal. Could any of yeah, us ha- have the moon into next to yeah. Jewish neighborhoods oh, and let the yeah. fur fly? Gentlemen, gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen. Quick break. Final of the evening. We'll be right back. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime. There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, enjoy that uh, traditional bumper music uh, one last time because uh, henceforth until the first show of 2024, it's going to be all the Christmas music you can handle. And you can't handle it enough. It's good stuff, right, Keith? Uh, the best. And Takes you back to our roots. And we're talking about all the stuff from Phil Spector to the traditional hymns. That's right. But we really like the Phil Spector stuff. Medieval uh, hymns and uh, <laughs> you, you didn't else. take the bait there, but uh, yeah, I, no, I know what you're talking about, and you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you like that too. Well, we like it all, uh, and it's all part of the season. Well, anyway, a lot of feedback uh, every week, and uh, this is uh, comes from a listener. I believe it's Ralph in Arkansas, who writes. Uh, Hello, James. I read the transcript, and we mentioned that this just got posted yesterday at Amarin.com. I read the transcript of your speech on the American Renaissance website. Your speech described what I call the Carol King effect. I have felt the earth move under my feet. Well, thank you, Ralph, for that, and uh, yes, you can find it for yourself. It's interesting. People consume content in different ways. You can listen to it on the radio. You can watch it in a video. You can read it. 
Uh, and we try to cover all the bases. And thanks to Jared Taylor, we have that speech up now at Ameren.com. Uh, uh, Jack has also been the recipient of a little bit of fan mail this week. And, Jack, a lot of people liked your uh, critique last week of the movie Emily the Criminal. And it wasn't until after last week's show that I went back and uh, took a look and realized that I – Two had seen that movie in the last few months. When you mentioned the name of it, it didn't ring a bell. And then when I saw the trailer and I, I saw the poster, I was like, oh, I saw that. That was a pretty good movie. Well, uh, people um, all around the world uh, appreciative of uh, all the players here at TPC, including one Jack Ryan. So, uh, Jack, you. take it away. Okay. So I do want to get into uh, book and movie recommendations uh, this week. Uh, I don't really have a movie recommendation. I just have a movie observation, which is that all of these woke, real feminist uh, race replacement movies are just tanking big time, particularly the Marvel Comics uh, universe. Uh, and the big players. They're gone. The, the, uh, they're three, history. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, well, I, I got to yeah. interrupt. Uh, pardon the interruption. Yeah. But but this new, you know, Brie Larson is in this new Marvel movie called The Marvels. And it's like all female superheroes. And of course, there's a couple of black ones and non whites. And Brie Larson is the main character. And she's white. But she says she won't come on to a movie set unless there's a certain number, a certain quota of lesbian, non-white, transgendered, you know, unless they fill the quotas amongst the staff and crew of a film. She won't even report well, to I'm duty. I'm so glad she's exiling herself from civilization. Well, this like was that. a huge yeah. bomb at the at the cinema yeah. uh, or at, at, at the movie theaters, the Marvel starring Brie Larson, uh, who was in a actually a watchable movie of uh, it was a King Kong movie Skull Island, but nevertheless, uh, but uh, but she's entirely woke, radical feminist. She won't come to work and, unless... she, and she's uh, sealing her own face. Well, I mean, yes, she had a huge uh, bomb here at the studio at the at the uh, theaters just this last <laughs> she, week. She's right? going to get her wish. She's not going well, to be in, in any other <laughs> n movies. Um, it's, it's interesting to pile on. I think that there's a lot of women in our country, in the world who want to be the bitch, so to speak, but they don't like other women that are that, that way. And she's got the reputation now, now as being, well, she's right up there with the main, uh, content creator for, for Disney Marvel, uh, universe, Kathleen Kennedy. I thought she was from the Kennedy family, but apparently she's not, uh, she was working with Steven Spielberg, but she's the main focus of trying to put all of these these take charge women and redoing the classic Disney's for woke agendas, uh, and just boy, the crowd is everyone, including liberal leftist commentators. Uh, South Park did a really funny uh, expose of the of the Kathleen Kennedy remake, and now it just it's just piling on, and it just they ran out of original Jack Kirby uh, stories. Jack Kirby is a great he's he's the uh, inspiration of all the Mar Marvel comics. Um, Ideas, and he is a Lower East Side J New Yorker. He he you know, he served in World War Two. Uh, he's there, but just, he's a great guy and great great ideas. And and all of his heroes are interesting, but they ran out of original ideas. So what do they do? They do team uh, comics, and I never liked the team concept. It's like fake wrestling. You know, if you want to be a bad guy, you want to be the bad. Probably guy. artificial intelligence. Tell you the truth. Yeah. And they're just, they are tanking. And so I think, well, this is a good sign, but you have to see something. So when you get on these holidays, you guess a lot of people don't even go to the theaters anymore. They stream them at home. 
So my, my view is just to try to get the classics. If you've got the whole library from the 20s to current, you can find some good movies. And You're talking to the man that has the classics. Uh, yeah. Go to Keith. If there was a VHS release from uh, the, uh, 1910 on. <laughs> but what I'm telling you, though, is that she's going to be waiting forever for the phone to ring, okay? And that is yeah. the fate that she is portraying. She, she foretold for herself and it's gonna you know be careful what you wish for your dream may come well true. the unfortunate thing gentlemen <laughs> if i can be frank here is that the unfortunate thing is that she looks good and uh, you hate to see someone who looks good run a suicide yeah, yeah. Professionally. You, you want that you, well, you know you want that yeah. for the sows but uh, right well maybe yep, i mean a, should, you've a, got the role of the wicked witch what is the one in sleeping beauty that the who's the fairest of them all Who's the one that looks? That's, that's Aurora. Amazing. Her name is Princess Aurora. Uh, yeah, she's well, there. Well, maybe she new. Could... The no. one in the original Snow White was not named. Oh, yeah, I thought. I thought he said. Yeah. I thought he said the Sleeping yeah, Beauty. Snow White. Was it Sleeping? No. Oh, Snow White. Oh, no, yeah, I don't similar, think she had a name. No. She was just Snow White. Well, she was, was just Snow the White. The Queen. Yeah, the Queen. The bad. Well, Queen. Snow White was the yeah. fairest of them all. Yeah. Yeah, but when the Queen found that she wasn't the fairest of them all, she had to go about destroying. But Snow White's name was just Snow White. So maybe that that Brie Larson girl could be the. Bad the way the witch that's they <laughs> and maybe there's always yeah. some role for for uh, her. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, so, okay. she's probably made enough money to where she can never work again, and her woke uh, mindset won't. Uh, she's not going to be like you know what through goose. <laughs> All right, well, do I have no, time for NBA my book That's professional athletes. That's black yeah. athletes that do that, Keith. Okay. Okay. Do I have time for I my book correct. recommendation? But I mean, she might too. All right. Gonna, okay. Please do. Please do Jackie, okay. I'm a history go. major. My book recommendation is the Genet Genet Mission. So it's French by Harry Amon, and this is this is about the first uh, French revolutionary ambassador to the United States. The French monarchy backed the United States against Britain in our War of Independence. It was just for balance of power and things like that. But after we won the revolution, we're a a, a government the french revolution came in and they were they this uh, guy Genet, was causing trouble he was coming to the united states he was trying Citizen to stir up trouble yeah he was trying to get the united states to take revolutionary france's side against the monarchy great britain and and things like that and thomas jefferson was more sympathetic to the french hamilton was just like no we got to just start our own trade and this guy was insulting george washington say he was acting like a king revving up this stuff and, but then things changed in revolutionary France. He fell out of power that if he went back to France, he would have gotten guillotined. And so he applied for asylum in the United States. And George Washington, the great man that he could, I mean, if it was like Stalin, he said, well, lots of luck, guy. We're sending you back to France to get beheaded. But he gave him, he said, we didn't appreciate what you did, but no, you come here. And that's when George Washington was writing his farewell address to the country where he said, put American interests first. We stay out of European wars, let alone these these Middle Eastern wars. And that's why Washington, in my opinion, is clearly the best president that we've ever had. And But you him, know what? We, it wasn't yeah. Stalin that did that. The Jack. first of it, it was it was actually Truman who sent back all those Russian prisoners and whatnot. Who do you think oh, was yeah. a better well, president back, but... Keith, for who do you think was a better president for us? Uh, Washington or Davis? Now Jack uh, didn't get to enjoy the Davis. I really think Washington was. Davis right. had some short no, no. <laughs> no, I we'll think talk that in a minute. We'll, we'll Washington, if, you, if there was to war to be had, he'd settle up and win the war. And then he put down the Whiskey Rebellion 
but he was just, he was calm and he, he didn't have like a thousand advisors like we have now. He has two advisors, uh, Hamilton and Jefferson. It's pretty good, pretty smart guys, smarter than me. And yeah. our country did great. Did. Yeah, our country does great. Oh, we went from colony to just passed up all these European. We stayed out of war. So to be and, the, the, yeah. the biggest. Uh, I, I can't yeah. forgive Davis for overlooking Nathan Bedford Forrest for promotion. Yeah, but I mean, what about Benedict Arnold? Well, Benedict Arnold uh, tried to undermine Washington and did not succeed. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. I'll talk to you in a, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> but, hey, folks, listen, let me tell you. Uh, coming up in the Christmas season, we will never call it the holiday season. It is Christmas season from October through February. It's all the Christmas season. Harry Cooper of Shark Hunters, he's going to roll out the Christmas fourth quarter Christmas fundraising drive next week. You're also going to hear from former Marine Lucas Gage, who has a very interesting take, the kind of interesting take that only a former Marine could have on the situation in the Middle East. He's coming up next week as well. Chuck Baldwin coming up. Uh, Taylor Young of Antelope Hill Publishing. He's going to be talking about the book, The Sword of Christ. Uh, what an interesting book to talk about at Christmas time. Uh, we're also going to be talking with, uh, again, our friend Simon Roche of South Africa before he heads back to South Africa. He was on with us a couple of weeks ago uh, for a live remote broadcast uh, at the League of the South. He'll be back on with us again, and he'll be appearing in tandem with Jonas Nilsson, the Swedish film producer who has taken a heavy interest in South Africa, so much so that not only has he produced a film on South Africa that was uh, uh, that featured both Simon Roche and uh, what's-her-name, the blonde girl, Lauren Southern. Yeah. Uh, he's also done a book, a, a book of photography about Arania. They'll be appearing together. All of that and more coming up during the Christmas season on TBC, which begins next week. We're going to have all the great music. Jack, a final word to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to everyone else. Final word to you, Jack Ryan. Yeah, just uh, it's important to keep living and listening to good music, promoting good books. Uh, there's bad you know, things around, but I've been through so many bad. I, lived, I was seven years old, the 68 convention in Chicago, Civil War. I was a public school teacher in Brooklyn in the 80s. Yeah, so we, there are worse times there, so let's just not get bogged down in negativity right. places that we don't have. For and, Jack like, Ryan. The family. For Jack Ryan, Keith Alexander, I'm James Edwards. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you. God keep you for our guests tonight. And Merry Christmas. Christmas. Well, well, we'll say Merry Christmas again before the end of the year. But we might we'll not say, say Happy Thanksgiving time. again Happy before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. For Congressman Steve Stockman, good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in the Christmas season starting next week here on TBC.